0: Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road magazine. My name is Foster Brown. The Tunnel Vision column of our spring 2015 American Road featured an article entitled Joy to the Road about the centennial of a remarkable journey from Detroit to San Francisco that was made by Henry B. Joy, the first president of the Packard Motor Car Company in 1915. Between the end of June 2015 and the first week of July of that year, another group of Lincoln Highway enthusiasts made that same trip in 12 days. Their tour guide was Paul Gilger, who was also the lead for the mapping committee for the tour. In this third of four podcasts, Paul Gilger shares fascinating stories about the original Lincoln Highway tour. You'll find out that there's a particularly sticky form of mud in Iowa that the road got some urgently needed repairs after a miserable Thanksgiving day, and that the final stop of the Lincoln Highway was built with the ruins of the San Francisco earthquake. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Springfield, Illinois Convention and Visitors Bureau. Don't have an ordinary weekend? Have a legendary weekend in Springfield, Illinois, home of Abraham Lincoln, and a stop on Route 66. For more information, stop by their website at www.visitspringfieldillinois.com and plan your visit today. In our last issue of American Road Magazine, we had an article under the tunnel vision section called Joy to the Road, and it was about an historic journey that was taken by a man named... Henry B. Joy, the first president of the Lincoln Highway Association, who drove from Detroit to San Francisco at a time when there weren't very many clear paths to get there, but in time for the 1915 Panama Pacific Exhibition. With us right now is somebody who is on the, if you will, the receiving end of the tour that is going to be taking place In late June of 2015, a recreation of that trip. And I'm speaking right now with Paul Gilger, who is the chair of the mapping committee for the Lincoln Highway Association and who is right now in California. Paul, thanks so much for joining us here in American Road Trip Talk.
1: Oh, you're more than welcome. It's a great pleasure to talk to you.
0: Paul, you have had, uh, I understand, uh, your hands very much on uh, being part of the mapping committee planning this trip. What were some of the challenges you faced in mapping out the journey from Detroit to California?
1: Well, we were very fortunate. We had worked on the mapping of the Lincoln Highway for about 20 years. So by the time it came time to uh, map out the tour... We were uh, unlike uh, what might have been might have happened ten, twenty years ago, we <laughs> number one, we know where the road went. <laughs> that sounds funny, but it's interesting that a lot of times people kind of knew the general location of the road but did not know exactly where it went. Aww. And we were also fortunate we were fortunate back in two thousand and three that our tour co-chairs, which is Bob Whitby and Rosemary Ribbon from Canton, they had done a 90th anniversary tour across the country. And then two years ago, of course, we had our centennial tour across Mm -hmm. the country. So we've got uh, quite a lot of people who have been across the country a few times.
0: I see. Now, by the way, am I right in in thinking that when... Henry Joy, who was, uh, by the way, folks, kind of interesting in terms of the budding car industry at the time. He was the first president of the Packard Motor Car Company. Um, when, right. he, when he set out, it, there was there really a defined route for him to follow, or was he kind of making it up as he went?
1: You know, by 1915, what had happened, of course, was uh, about 1912. Carl Fisher, a wonderful person, um, very famous person who started the Indianapolis 500, right. had conceived the idea of the Lincoln Highway. Henry Joy, of course, did follow the mapped-out route for the Lincoln Highway. Uh, the highway itself was conceived around 1912 uh, by Carl Fisher, who, and Henry Joy came on board shortly after that. So uh, they had already done quite a few trips across the country, and they knew the general route. Now, of course, back then, there weren't many choices. So <laughs> unlike today where you say, well, you go down Route 30 and you make a left on Main Street, yeah. there they basically just listed the towns.
0: we're going to go from
1: this town to that town to that town because there really was only about one road that you could follow from town to town. Now, the trick was, of course, That roads back then were not really designed for cross country travel. They were really designed just for ranch people to bring produce into town. Right, right. And if you went from town to town, of course, you had to take a train. So when you were out in the middle of nowhere, you're following a dirt road. Many times when you got to a fork in the road, it was the road less traveled that you needed to take because the Well-traveled fork, of course, took you to the ranch, and that road got used every day.
0: Ah, I see.
1: So very, very unusual. Certainly a a Herculean effort. Oh, absolutely.
0: You drive the
1: Lincoln Highway in in, in any condition. And, of course, you know, originally the association didn't really build the road. What they did was they mapped out existing trails. Mm -hmm. And certainly, you know, you get outside Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. you know, you're really going to start hitting dirt. And, you know, you're talking about dirt 3,000 miles all the way across.
0: The
1: country. Wow. It's just ruts. So, yeah, uh, it's an amazing feat. Every time I go on the road, I always think about those early travels.
0: You know, it's interesting. We're talking with Paul uh, Gilger, who is the chair of the mapping committee for the Lincoln mm-hmm. Highway Association. And, uh, Paul, it's interesting. In our edition, we have a picture of the Lincoln Highway promoter Henry Joy fighting the mud near Ames, oh. Iowa, by 1915, and it, it is remarkable that they were able well, to go.
1: It was amazing, and in Iowa was notorious because it lies, of course, in that plain between the Mississippi River and the Missouri River.
0: Oh, that's right. And really the
1: mud in that area has a just it's a very has a very uh, has a viscosity that oh. is almost like quicksand it's very much different than mud in other places oh my because goodness of the composition of the dirt yeah. so it was not uncommon in iowa for people to take the fenders off their cars because the mud would cake between the wheel and the fender and it would cause the car to stop
0: oh my goodness <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> that is it, a- it's that bad iowa was one of the and you really had to get it out there's a very famous story about a football game i believe it was on thanksgiving Where, you know, Iowa basically had very, very few good roads and they were really late coming to the dinner party as far as starting a good roads movement. And what happened was there was a very famous football game where a lot of important people were at this football game on Thanksgiving. We're talking like the governor of the state, Mm -hmm. the mayor of, let's say, Des Moines, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, it started to rain and everybody got stuck and nobody could get home. And, you know, a major person like a governor or mayor, of course, missed Thanksgiving, basically not only missed Thanksgiving dinner, but missed Thanksgiving weekend.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well,
1: you know, when he got home, he got an earful. And, of course, (laughs) the very next. The very next day at work, they started to find the proper paperwork to get the road to I just love that story. It's a that is. Uh, a Thanksgiving dinner to get a good road in Iowa. I love it.
0: That and is wonderful. Our food. Now, let's talk about uh, what the trip is going to be like at your end, which is the California end. And again, we have a, a one of the pictures in our um, uh, fall, oh, pardon me, our spring. Uh, issue of the American Road Magazine is of the Mm -hmm. Western Terminus of the Lincoln Highway. A little, it's a post with that on it. Where exactly is that?
1: Well, um, Lincoln Park is that location. And Lincoln Park is at the very west edge of the city, right on the Pacific Ocean. Uh, The park was put in around 1909 and actually was named Lincoln Park even before the Lincoln Highway decided to choose it as a Western Terminus by 1913. Mm. Today, most of the park today is a public golf course. There is a major art museum. The Palace of uh, Legion of Honor is there at the park, right at the Western Terminus. Um, It is... South of the Golden Gate, so you do have a beautiful view of the Golden Gate Bridge. And what's neat is you're west of the Golden Gate. So when you're in the park and you look back at the bridge, you're actually looking at it from the west side.
0: Oh, my. So
1: it's beautiful in sunset. But oh. it's, yeah, it's a remarkable place. It's also, for me, very sad because, you know, you really do wish the road would go on forever.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And, and and it's always very emotional there. Whenever we take a tour, even if it's a short tour, I've taken people, let's say, I had an English couple that was here. We. I escorted them from Salt Lake City to San Francisco, and you know everybody really broke down and cried when they got to the Western Terminal oh. because it is that whole end of the trail experience, you know, yeah. and an accomplishment too to get
0: there. Paul, when, when the the uh, 1915 Panama Pacific Exhibition, where was that in relation to the terminus of the Lincoln Highway, and in general, in terms of San Francisco?
1: The ex- exposition. Was in an area of town which is now the Marina District of oh, San yeah. Francisco, okay. and the southern border of the fair mm-hmm. was, Chestnut, was Chestnut Street, which is just one block north. It runs parallel with Lombard, oh, and yes. they see that that had a different coastline. And then what they did was after the earthquake, they pulled up a lot of the debris and oh. filled. And change, if you look at the coastline of San Francisco pre-earthquake and post-earthquake, it's very different. But what they did was they filled that area in, squared it out, and they built the fair on the new fill of the ruins of the earthquake, very symbolically, you know, Phoenix. rising right. right,
0: yeah, that is yeah, fascinating. That is wonderful. Fa- that is a really fascinating piece of history. In the next podcast in this series about the Lincoln Highway Centennial Tour, Paul Gilger, who is the guide for the tour, will fill in more details about the tour itself and about the history of the road. Watch for our next podcast as they appear on our blog page at AmericanRoadMagazine.com. You will also find a wealth of information waiting for you on our homepage, like itineraries for your next trip sweepstakes, special bargains, and so much more. Until we meet again on the next American Road Trip Talk, look for us on Facebook. And remember that the joy is in the journey.